Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I'd like to begin today with another story. And you ask me, why do you like to begin with stories? Well, Psalm 26, 7 states, That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. These stories will minister faith to you if you'll hear. And this testimony is a testimony from Smith Wigglesworth. I cannot tell you how many times in these past six years that this man's testimonies have blessed me and ministered faith to my heart. Smith Wigglesworth ministered in all over the U.S. and all over the world in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. He died in 1948. It has been reported that he has raised 23 people from the dead. And the story I'm going to share with you today is about one of those people. He shares that one morning about 11 o'clock, he was called to visit a woman who was suffering with cancer, a large tumor, and she wasn't going to live throughout the day. And when he got to see her, a little blind girl, the woman's daughter, led Smith to the bedside. Smith talks about how much compassion came up in his heart, not for the woman dying on the bed, but for the little blind girl, that if God didn't do something, that little girl was going to be without a mother. And he said he began to pray for the woman, and he wanted the woman to live for the child's sake. But the woman was so far gone, she couldn't even speak, and Smith kneeled down and spoke to her. He said, do you want to live? He said, if you do, move your finger. She moved her finger slightly. So he anointed her with oil and said, in the name of Jesus. When he did that, everything went silent, and the pastor that was with him looked at the woman and said, she's gone. Smith understood the resurrection. He understood the power of God. He understood the compassion of God. And he picked up that woman, that dead woman, out of her bed. And he walked her across the room. And he put her up against a wardrobe. And he commanded the spirit of death to come out of her over and over. He said, in the name of Jesus, death, come out. And he kept saying that. You know, soon after that, her body began to tremble. It began to shake. And then Smith said, in Jesus' name, walk. She awoke. She walked. She walked back to her bed, totally healed. You know, Smith shared that story in a meeting. And there was a doctor there that didn't believe it. And so he went to the woman and he asked her and she told him, Oh, yes, this is perfectly true. She said, I had died. I was in heaven. And I saw countless numbers, all like Jesus. And then she said she heard a voice that said, Walk in Jesus' name. And she came back. This is the exceeding greatness of his power that was demonstrated with his resurrection that is available to us that believe. This is what we are after. With that, I'd like to minister a beautiful song written by Denny Hurley and ministered by the My Girls here at Water of Life Church titled Man from Nazareth. Let the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection in this song minister to you.
I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education with a reading specialization. I taught for two years in Ohio, I married, and then I moved to Texas. Several years later, I began a sign business, first in my home and then in a storefront. And then after 20 years of being out of the classroom, I returned to teaching by the will of God. Things had changed dramatically. All the methods of teaching reading that I had studied were gone by the wayside. But God blessed me with a teaching position near my home, the very school that my two youngest children attended. Here in Texas, when I was hired, it may have changed since then, but your first year was a probation. At the end of your contract, they had the option of hiring you or not for the next year, and they really didn't have to have much of an explanation. And then I found out right after I was hired for the grade that I was to teach, third, I found out it was the first year that the student takes the state standardized test. This is a tough test for an eight and nine-year-old. Then I found out if they did not pass the test, they could not continue into the next grade. So I knew that much of my job was going to be to encourage, to build their confidence, and to make sure they had the skills to pass it. The school year began, and I began to get to know my students. You know, I cannot tell you in all my years of teaching of any student that I did not love. But there was one student in this class I knew that God had put them there. They were new to the school. I hadn't received all the paperwork on them, but I did know that they were assigned to a special class for reading. And after working with this student for a little while, I did not believe that they needed to be in that special class. With that, I knew that I was faced with a trial. This student didn't exhibit any great achievement that would stand out as a reason to take them out of that class. In fact, it would have been very easy to just keep them in it. They didn't have the best home life. Most of my students didn't. I also knew with the child spending that time in that other class, they were already behind in their reading level. They were going to have to work really hard to catch up, and I knew they could be a little bit lazy. If I pulled them out, and put them in a regular class, and they failed that test, it would be a huge blow to that student. A big disappointment and a great discouragement, and I knew it. I also knew that it only took a couple of students failing in a grade level to change a school's rating. So I knew that if I pulled them out and they failed, my job was on the line. I knew in my heart that God was with me. I knew there was faith in my heart to do this. I was going to trust what I believed and that God would help them and me and the other students that needed it. Do you know that God loves every student the same? And he loves every one of them. He died, he was buried, and he was resurrected for every one of those students. I went to the principal. I told her what I wanted to do. I knew that she'd be putting her job on the line too. She agreed, and I called the student's mother. I told her what we'd like to do, and that I needed her help too, and she gave me permission. She was with me. You know, that wasn't the only student that needed help. I had a handful of students that were going to take many hours that year to get them to a place where they would pass. I put in a lot of extra hours, but my heart was with these children, and I had faith that God could get them through. We pulled the child. I remember the day of the test. I had a room full of scared, big-eyed students looking at me. The test took all day, and some even passed the end bell. This student worked hard all day, 
but by their actions, I couldn't tell how well they were doing. But there was faith in my heart that God would help them. You know, he does if you ask him. Two weeks later, the results came in. I was called down to the office with the other third grade teachers to look at our scores. I opened that folder just like a nervous student looking at their exam grade. There was a list of all the students and their scores. I checked every one, and at first I couldn't believe what I saw. Every one of my students that year had passed, even the student that I pulled out of the special class. God had done a work for me. I called those parents that were the most apprehensive. More than one told me that they had been praying. I told them I'd been praying too. There were some tears of joy. I called the parent of the student that I took out of that special class, and I told her in tears that she had passed. We had a good cry together. I thank God for what he did for that child. I thank God for giving me the faith to believe. You know, those children, those students that passed those tests, they are quite young adults now. You ask me, where do you get faith like that that works? You know, you don't need 15 steps to faith. And you don't need this book or that tape. Your answer is in the Word of God. And we're going to begin by going to Romans 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, whosoever includes you. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Do you see right here? We're going to have to believe. And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 16. It tells you what the gospel of peace is. And what the glad tidings of good things are. Verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. They have not all obeyed the gospel. And what does it mean to obey the gospel? It states that in the next sentence. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? So what does it mean to obey the gospel? It means to believe it. It means to walk in it. It means to use it. This is a verse I want to get to. Verse 17. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And right here, what are they talking about when they say the word of God? Well, we're just going to go right back to the previous verses. They're talking about the gospel. What is the word of God here they're speaking about? They're speaking about the gospel. The verse before it, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report. So what is it that we hear? We need to hear the gospel. And what happens when we hear the gospel? Faith comes. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 and let's find out what the definition of the gospel is. What is it that we need to hear so that we can have faith? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1. Moreover, brethren. I declare unto you the gospel. This is Paul speaking. He declares unto the Corinthians the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. So Paul preached it, they received it, and they stand in it. 
Verse 2, by which also you are saved. You are set at safety. You are given salvation, anything you need. If, do you see here Paul writes the word if. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. You can believe in vain. How do you believe in vain? You stop believing. Now, verse 3, this is the definition of the gospel that Paul preached. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received. So you can't preach it unless you've received it. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. There is the gospel. That is what Romans 10 is referring to when it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want faith? You need to hear. What do you need to hear? You need to hear the gospel. What is the gospel? Jesus died. He was buried and he was raised again for you, for me. Let's go to Romans 1:16 again and we'll see what happens when we hear the gospel. 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He's not afraid to trust in it. He's not afraid to use it. He's not afraid to cling to it. Why? For it is the power of God. It is the power of God. It is the ability of God. Do you see where the power of God comes from? It comes from the gospel. That power of God that works in your life, that works in my life, comes to us through the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It has to. The gospel, the power of God, that ability of God in us, for us, that works in us, comes to us through the gospel. It says, For the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To everyone that believeth. And what does it mean to believe? It means to trust in. It means to cling to, adhere to, as we say, to stick like glue. So where does faith come from? Back again to Romans 10. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing. What do you need to hear to get faith, to receive faith, to have your faith grow? What do you need to hear? You need to hear the gospel. What is the gospel? That Jesus died, that he was buried that he rose again for you. And what happens when you believe that gospel? The power of God brings salvation. That means anything you need. What brings healing? The gospel. What brings deliverance? The gospel. What brings forgiveness? The gospel. What brings prosperity? The gospel. Now, how do we hear the gospel? We read the word of God out loud. Read the word of God out loud every day. Get it in your heart, especially the Psalms and the New Testament and Isaiah 52 and 53. You know, the Psalms are prayers. You read them out loud. They are prayers to the Father. Ask the Father for a revelation of the gospel. He states, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask the Father to open your eyes to the word of God. Open your eyes to the gospel. Ask him to give you a revelation. 
Jesus states, it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Ask for it. Ask for that revelation and watch God put it in your heart. Watch him change your life. Watch him put that gospel in you. I'd like to finish this program with two great Calvary songs. The first, that beautiful old hymn at Calvary, ministered here by Terry and the Browns with Paul Peters. Mercy was great and grace was free. And then I've been to Calvary, done by the Water of Life Quartet. All my radio programs and our music is available for free download from my website, www.kathydavidson.com. K-A-T-H-I-E, Davidson, W-O-L, dot com.
from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L.com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the Internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.